Welcome to Sundays are for the boys. I'm your host, Nathan Jones. I'm not joined with my good friend AVC today, just me, but we got a jam-packed episode nonetheless. Today we're going to be talking about the 2019 Dallas Cowboys free agent situation. There's a list of Cowboys players that are set to become free agents this offseason in March. And so we're going to talk about which ones we think are going to stay, which ones are going to leave and go test the open market. And we're also going to give some names of players the Cowboys might be interested in grabbing and adding to the roster in free agency. So without further ado, let's get in it. So the Cowboys have a, a, a number of free agents set to hit the open market unless they sign them. There's Demarcus Lawrence, Tavon Austin, Cole Beasley, David Irving, Cameron Fleming, Jimmy Zalawale, L.P. Latisor, Marcus Martin, Karan Reed, Dayton Jones, Damian Wilson, Rod Smith, Darian Thompson, Justin March Lillard, Jeff Swaim, Daniel Ross. And so we'll start at the top of that list and talk about what we think's going to happen. So Demarcus Lawrence, defensive end, um, I think it's pretty clear. I'm, I'm 95% sure he's going to stay with the team. He's going to make his money. He's going to make ridiculous, like, $17 million a year. I could see him being paid more than that even. Um, I mean, back-to-back double-digit sack seasons. He got double-digit sacks this year with a torn labrum. He was just, he's a phenomenal defensive end. He showed this year that he's not just a pass rusher. He's a great overall defensive end. He can play the run. I think he's the best um, overall defensive end in the league. By that, I mean, like, he can... Rush the passer, rush the passer. Excuse me. He can, you know, get off blocks and make tackles in the backfield against running backs, and he and he just makes splash plays. And the defensive end, besides the quarterback, defensive end is probably the most important position. Cowboys definitely know what it's like to have a defense without a dominant pass rusher. We've been looking for a, you know, a war daddy. That was the hot button a few years ago. A war daddy on this team and Demarcus Lawrence has become that guy. He had a great rookie season, had dealt with some injuries and some suspensions and stuff like that, but he's gotten back on track. seems to have a clear mind, and he's just playing fearless. He and Rod Marinelli have, it's been a beautiful marriage between the two. I think they're destined to be together. And so, yeah, I think DeMarcus Lawrence is going to get signed for around $17 million. Uh, Could be more. Could be a little bit less, but I think that's the kind of range he's going to be in. I don't think they're going to let him even test free agency. I mean, because if he if you don't sign him to a deal, he goes into free agency. He's going to make bonkers money for someone else, and we're going to be the hot boys will no longer be hot. Basically, I mean, we'll have some playmakers, but he is the key. He's the cornerstone of that defense. As much as Lane Vanderish and Jalen Smith, Byron Jones, they're all we have some really great players. Demarcus Lawrence is the most valuable defensive player we have. And that's not for a debate. He's he's insane. Next, we have Tavon Austin. You know, he played a few games this year. He made some good plays while he was in, especially in the playoff games. You know, he returned that one punt for a touchdown, but was called back from a like a block in the back. He can make splash plays, but he just he's had injury history for his whole career, and I don't see Cowboys signing him. Um, I would not be against it by any means. I think if we get him for cheap and be like, hey, listen, we paid you a lot of money last year and you didn't give us anything. We're not going to pay you more money. We'll pay you, maybe you'll, like, you'll, t- you'll take a pay cut, but you'll have a chance to redeem yourself, basically. 
and who knows if Austin will take that. I, I, you don't know the situation if he's gotten comfortable in Dallas, found like a new friend's new church. I don't know, right? But I think the Cowboys, I don't think they're going to even be tempted to overpay, I think, if anything on him. it's Unless Tavon Austin is 100% on board with the initial price they offer him, then then they're going to go on from him. Next, we have Cole Beasley. I know he's been with us for a few years now. He's, he's a great veteran. He had his second most receptions in his career last year. This is one of the, this is probably out of all the players, this is one of the most like the F- Cowboys Nation. There's no one, nobody knows what's going to happen. Like 50 50 split, what's going to happen. The uh, losing Scott Linehan, the offensive coordinator, that was terrible, is definitely going to make Cole Beasley more excited and like be more tempted to stay here. But he could make bigger money somewhere else, probably. Uh, the Cowboys, we have, I mean, we have to pay a lot of players in these next four years. And so, do you want to overpay, pay around like $12 million per year to an aging slot receiver? M- my opinion is that no. I think, especially in that, that's the one position besides running back that you can find players in the draft. Like deep from rounds one to seven, for way cheaper, that can become that player. And so, I mean, if Cole Beasley wants to stay on for like three million dollars, I would say, yeah, we have a deal. But if he wants, honestly, I think if he wants above five million dollars, I don't know if it's worth it long term, because you know you're gonna have to sign Dak Prescott, Demarcus Lawrence. That's a lot of money. Those two guys are going to get paid, most likely. And then you have Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Smith. And so you're going to have to play these players. And so is Cole Beasley, who's going to be out of the league in six years, most likely, is he going to be worth it? I don't think so. I think they're going to look for someone in the draft to fit Tavon, Austin, and Cole Beasley's role in the draft. Or they could look at free agency. We'll get to that later in this episode. Next is David Irving. That is a that's a fun conversation. Last year, obviously, we put the second round tinder on David Irving. Um, he showed in 2016. He showed so many so, so many great splashes and like just shows his potential. He could be a top three defensive tackle. He can pass rush. He can. I mean, he's just a monster. He's he's a freak of a human being, just like physically speaking. And um, he missed last season due to injury, supposedly. But there's also some suspension, and it, it was this really nasty, unclear situation. The Dallas Cowboys were, the front office was very, like, political when they would speak about David Irving. So nobody knew what was happening. People didn't see him around at the training facility. But, um, and so up until this week, I would say that there's 90% chance, they 95% chance they won't sign him, and they'll move on because they've had enough. But... But this, and day of social media, everything's everything's changing. Um, he it was a Twitter post or a or an Instagram post when he basically talked about how people don't know what they're talking about. He's, he said people didn't see. He's like, I did deal with a high ankle sprain the whole season. You guys didn't see me from when I was in the wheelchair or on crutches or in the boot, right? And he said like I was dealing with an injury. And so if that is the case and he was just injured and, you know, high ankle sprain, that's, it sounds not like a major injury, but that can really um, affect a player 
a player's performance, especially at that position of defensive and offensive line when you're just, I mean, it just impact every play. And if, I mean, if you break it eventually, like that could lose your whole career for you. So David Irving, if we can get him for cheap, if we can get him for like $2 million to $3 million, which I don't think will happen. I think teams in free agency, not the Cowboys in recent history, but other teams like the Giants, maybe they get greedy in free agency and um, they're like, they'll overvalue a player basically. And that's why every year, besides that, the salary cap goes up every year. Good players test free agency and players are like, okay, we'll, we'll give you $10 million when you're a $5 million player. And so David Irving, I, I don't know what his market will be like in free, in free agency. So I think if we can get him for low, that would be a tremendous boost. I, I'll sacrifice $4 million of the salary cap, which is the potential of David Irving returning. If, if he plays a full 16, which is unlikely, I know, but if he does play a full 16, he could be an all-pro. I mean, he could be, I'm not saying he's, you know, Aaron Donald, but he can give that close to that production. Um, he, I mean, he could be a 12-sack guy, which is crazy from defense tackle. Of course, Aaron Donald's 20.5, but like as close as a person could possibly be to Aaron Donald. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Donald's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's amazing. Next is Cameron Fleming, offensive tackle. Um, we got him last year in free agency. If I just had to go with my gut, I would say yes. You, know, you see the Tyron Smith, he's kind of been banged up in these last three. Like the, He's not going to play a full 16. Um, we need a swing tackle, somebody that can fill in and start. And I think Cameron Fleming kind of gives that position flex. And um, I, think, I think he's the type of guy that – we could get for cheap, and he could stay in Dallas. But maybe he wants to try to go start somewhere else. I don't know how realistic that would be, but maybe he would want to try. I feel Cameron filming might be the it might be the situation that he does to go test free agency. He realizes the market isn't that favorable for him, and then Cowboys like we'll take you back for cheaper than we offered you last time, <laughs> and he'll join the team. Okay, Jimmy's Olawale, the fullback. Um, I, I would say no. And fullback hasn't been a vital part of our offense. There's definitely some situations that fullback can um, be useful in, like short yardage situations. But I think Olawale just doesn't offer anything special. He's not a great special teams player. Um, I'll get later and talk about somebody I think that could fill that void and cover multiple positions for cheap for cheaper than having you'll see <laughs> okay then lp latticer the long snapper what the heck let's sign him he's been with us forever i think he's the longest tenured cowboy if i believe if that's correct um what the heck i mean he won't be expensive he has a family in dallas so why not marcus martin offensive guard i'll say no um he hasn't been able to offer anything. Karan Reed, Dayton Jones, they're both defensive tackles. If I had to say one is staying, I would say Karan Reed. Karan Reed looked a lot better towards the end of the year with, with more snaps he got. And Dayton Jones, I mean, 
I mean, that's two defensive tackles. There's three defensive tackles that are hitting, four defensive tackles that are hitting free agency this year, and that. So we're gonna lose some of them, and I, I think that one of those guys will definitely be gone. But if I had a bet, I would say Karan Reed will stay. Damian Wilson, Damian Wilson, you know, he technically started as a strong side linebacker. I think he could go get money somewhere else. I think he's not as good as Anthony Hitchens that situation a few years ago, but I think he can hit the go somewhere else, go to free agency and make a good amount of money. I don't think we're going to overpay. That's going to be a big hit for the Dallas Cowboys, which it's going to be underrated, but um finding that Sam linebacker, there's reports that Sean Lee is returning to play another season, whether that's the Dallas Cowboys or wherever. We don't know yet. But let's say Sean Lee does stay and maybe takes a pay cut. Can he play that can he fill that Sam position? Um I don't I don't think he can. He I mean the thing that he's been struggling with is getting off blocks. I mean strong side, you know. You're it's a lot more collision. There's a lot more collisions than um with like offensive linemen and other positions. Rod Smith. Rod Smith is a guy I would like him to try to put him back at fullback and running back. Kind of be but play be able to play both and play special teams. He's a great special teams player. Um, I think we could get a kind of a hometown discount just by the fact that Jalen Smith is playing. Um, they they seem to be really close. He and his brother. And I mean I don't know the details of the relationship. I just know if I was playing on the Dallas Cowboys, my brother, then I was could leave and make more money or stay here and still make a good amount of money. I would want to stay in Dallas. So I would say, and also another element is he's been he's been friends with Ezekiel Elliott since college. They room together, and so I think he has a lot of close ties with the Cowboys. And I would like him to be. I would like to see him stay with the unit. And next is Darian Thompson, the safety. He played a, a little bit last year when we had a lot of defensive backs on, like, prevent defenses and stuff like that. I, th- I think the Cowboys can move on from him and, and upgrade in the draft. Or we can keep him. I mean, I'm sure he's a great, you know, practice type of g- practice guy. And I'm, he's really good in training camp probably. Like, he's a, he's a good, able-bodied player. But you can always cut him and just – replacing the draft or finding free agency after the draft there's a, there's a lot of safeties in the draft that are going to fall and so i you could maybe keep them for depth but i think that that level of depth can be replaced somewhere else next is justin march lillard um this one i i'll say he he goes he's another linebacker that i think we can replace and we have a two. We have we have two great linebackers, Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. But I mean, linebacker is one of the positions you need a lot of depth at. I mean, just how many times has Sean Lee gotten hurt in his career? And you know that you need someone to step up. I think Justin Marshall had some good plays last year, but um, I don't know if he's going to stay though. I don't, I don't think he would stay. Next is Jeff Swain. That's very interesting. If you remember earlier in the season, he was one of Dak's favorite targets. Um, I don't think he was yeah, one of Dak's favorite targets. He wasn't doing anything great, but he was getting consistently like three, four catches a game. He's the most consistent tight end while he was on the field out of all the other tight ends we had. And 
Um, now, do you think that you can move on from him and just keep Jarwin and Schultz and not have to pay a lot of money to Jeff Swaim? That might be a that might be what they go with. They might say, you know what, you have injury history. We think we have these two other young, growing tight ends. Um, and then they might be able to replace or go in the draft. You know, replace free agency or go in the draft. Next is Daniel Ross. Um, I'll say the Cowboys signed Daniel Ross. I think he played a good amount of snaps and had high, high moments and low, low moments. Just the type of guy that can keep on working with Rod Marinelli and progress and become a decent rotational player. So those are the Cowboys that are going to be free agents this year. And next we'll go into talking about players that the Cowboys can target out in free agency um, from other teams. So first, the first player that I think the Cowboys um, should show interest in and maybe bring in for a visit is Earl Thomas. <laughs> I mean, it's been it feels like it's been a long drama for teenagers just like they're flirting with each other since like last year and there's we almost thought they were going to get together but then it was tragic and they didn't he stayed with his terrible team that didn't treat him well and um he severed all ties with the Seattle Seahawks I think that's clear and so he's going to test free agency and He's going to try to get as much money as he can before he gets out of this league. He's had a lot of injuries. Um, he broke his leg this last year. Luckily, I mean, it's it's a terrible injury, but at least it's not a cartilage injury where it can actually slow down your movement. It's more of a mental um, barrier that you're going to have to break through. And Thomas is just a, a playmaker. He can make this defense from a really good defense to an elite defense to, dare I say, transcendent defense. Like an amazing defense for these next three years. The safety recorded three interceptions in only four games last year. Two of them were against the Cowboys off of tipped balls, but still three interceptions in four games. Can you imagine having that turnover machine on the Cowboys we got that, that's just going to help everybody. It's going to help the run game, the defensive tackle, the lack of a war daddy inside that we have, is going to be overshadowed by Thomas and his ability to go downhill and tackle tackle running backs, but also drop back and play center field. And so Byron Jones and Cheeto Bewuzie can just do their thing, and everybody everybody's going to benefit from this guy. I mean, safety. He's like a quarterback of a defense, and having him, will he can be able to teach the other people. He's going to want a lot of money, but it's worth it for like three years, right? I think he has like three good years in him left, maybe two. I think it could push this team over the top and make them real contenders. I think if we see Earl Thomas stays with the Cowboys, like comes to the Cowboys and Demarcus Lawrence, we sign him too, I think... This is a real contender, and um, we we always kind of say that, but I think this is like a great shot. This will be a great defense. This will be the number one defense in the league, most likely, top two for sure. And the Cowboys have an advantage in negotiation with Chris Richard, the passing game coordinator. He used to play for. He used to coach for Seattle. 
you know, he helped make the Legion of Boom. He's like, hey, Earl, trust me, we got something special over here. We got some young guys that need a leader like you in the back half of the field. And I, I think that could be work wonders. And paying like $15 million a year, I'll, I'm willing to take that. I, I'm willing to. <laughs> um, if you get Earl Thomas, it means you probably have to let a lot of other guys like David Irving go and um, have to invest a lot more draft picks and cheaper players and some depth positions. Depth, um, positions you know but yeah I mean, i'm on all on board for this he posted something earlier on instagram this week basically just sharing a video from nfl network and they're talking about how earl thomas should go deep in the heart of texas and join the dallas cowboys and so he he posted that so that shows that you know he he likes the idea and he's t- basically said like i'm excited for this opportunity and also some other things is he enrolled his kids into Austin just this week in Austin High um, Elementary School. You know he's a business in Texas. Um, he's he's a house in Texas. I think this could be a real possibility, and I would not be surprised if this happens. I would be like over like I'd be just filled with joy if it happened. But um, I wouldn't be surprised one way or the other. I wouldn't be surprised if we were like okay. Um, Jeff Heath um, and Xavier Woods, they're doing a fine job, right? I think that Jeff Heath needs to be replaced, but he plays strong safety. Earl Thomas plays free safety. But maybe Earl Thomas can play free safety, and maybe Xavier Woods can play strong safety. Um, that, that, that could happen. Xavier Woods is kind of a small guy, but he's a thumper, and so maybe he could help him develop into that, you know, Cam Chancellor role. So that's that's really fun to talk about. Next is um, a receiver, a slot receiver, Adam Humphreys from Tampa Bay. He will be expensive, I think. By expensive, I mean we'll pay him. Have to pay him eleven million dollars, probably, maybe a little bit more than Cole Beasley. But he's going to turn twenty six this year, and he has such a more high ceiling. He was fifth in the league in catch percentage. Amongst all wide receivers in the NFL, caught over 800 yards, five touchdowns. I mean, he's a short white guy like Cole Beasley. He's a little bit tall. He's 5'11", I believe. But um, he's a little bit different receiver. He's he just, he's not as good as a, a route runner as Cole Beasley, but he's a much more explosive athlete. You'll see him in Tampa Bay take um, some tunnel screens and actually be able to follow blockers and then hit the hole with speed and burst and get some yards after the catch. And so I think... That'd be exciting. I think if we see this move, it would be a clear indication that Jason Garrett is on very, very thin ice, and he's winning now. Jerry Jones already said we're not going to extend Jason Garrett. He has to win. He has to prove it, like sink or swim, this year. And so, if, if we, if the Cowboys do sign Humphreys, I think it's a clear indication that they're actually giving Jason Garrett more power over player acquisition. And that's been a knock on the. Cowboys front office for years is that the um, head coach isn't really the head coach. He just is like a high school coach. You know, he doesn't recruit. He just coaches the players. It's like, okay, Jerry and Steven and y'all take care of who comes to my team. I'll just coach who's on the field. But in the NFL and like college even, the coach usually is a recruiter. He's somebody that's like, I want this guy. I'm going to go get him. And if he, if we fail, it's all on me. 
that's what the Cowboys. I, I'm not going to go on a big rant on the the structure of the Cowboys organization and how it's flawed. But um, anyways, <laughs> I think Adam Humphreys. Just look up his highlights. I mean, he has some. He, he's a fun receiver. He's only 26. I think he'd be great. Another player that I think the Cowboys that I would love the Cowboys see is Grady Jarrett from the Falcons. Uh, he's just dominant. He can be a pass rusher. He can play against their run. He's only 26. He's turning 26, forgive me, this year. And um, so he's young. And I would love to see this guy with Rod Marinelli. He'll be expensive. He'll be around $16 million probably. Um, I'd say 11 to 16. It's, it's, it's funny because that sounds not like a like a big range, but that's so, that's so much money. Um Grady Jarrett, there's other guys like uh, Gerald McCoy, which I think is, you know, he's an older defensive tackle, but I think we can get him for cheaper and um, have like an experienced defensive tackle that can still give us some production and be consistent. Sheldon Richardson, um, he'd be a little bit more expensive. I think he'd be good. And, of course, like we already said, maybe David Irving we can get back. And so those are some guys that I think – the Cowboys should look into. Um, I'm I'm excited to see how the free agency is this year because the past few years, the Cowboys kind of take the you know we'll just we'll, we'll upgrade in the draft and develop players, not hit any big free agents. We'll sign our own players. I'm wondering if this whole Jason Garrett situation is going to change anything, and so I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't. The Cowboys like to talk about consistency, but I would. I would be happy if it does. Um, it's a lot more exciting in free agency when you see teams making moves. Your team's making a move. We usually will be talking about these players and nothing falls through. Amari Cooper was the first ever, in not first ever, but first player in a while that is we the Cowboys made a splash move other than drafting in free agency. I mean, drafting in like the like Ezekiel Elliott and stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind, signing Demarcus Lawrence, you should, I guess, consider that as a free agency acquisition. You're adding a top talent. There's a lot of questions that go into this free agency talk that like Dak Prescott, whether we're going to sign him or not, how much, when do we sign him, like, what are we going to do with Dak Prescott? We're going to draft a quarterback, what are we going to do? Um, Amari Cooper, when is time to pay him? You know, Ezekiel Elliott, are we ever going to pay him? Because I think it's a real possibility that we don't. Anyways, those will be some topics for future discussion. I just want to say thank you for listening. Um, Avery will join us next time. If you want to read more about Earl Thomas and Adam Humphreys, go to dallas-football-news.com. I have an article out there that talks about three players the Cowboys may target in free agency. And, um, so that's a good read. You'll, you'll learn more about these players. But other than that, you can follow me on Twitter at natn 3 Feel free to you know, leave us a comment and rate this podcast. That would mean a lot to us. Thank you for listening. This is Sundays are for the boys.